Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. I want to share this short time I've got with you on trusting God. Trusting God. Today we have been reading from Isaiah. Our reading has been from Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. It says that, Thou will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Oh, why? Because he trusts you. Your mind stays on God. Why? Because you trust God. Satan will do anything possible to move your mind away, to cause your mind to wander, to cause your mind to question. Is this thing even working? Sometimes, this, this, this coming Sunday, I'll be teaching on a very powerful message about suffering. Why Christians suffer? Why is suffering, is, is suffering even necessary? How not to waste your suffering? How to make good use of your pain? <laughs> Some of us, people, a lot of people, when challenges come, they say, God has let me down. I'm disappointed. I, don't, I won't go to church again. I won't go to judge. It's going to get worse. Drama is coming. More drama. <laughs> I won't go to judge. Now I'm, 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 in flex, I'm into flexiology and yoga. I won't go. <laughs> when we are coming to church, you are going to the gym. All right, go on. Go on. Go on. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Yes, I can't wait for Sunday. Make good use of your pain. Don't waste your pain. When you are going for an injection, and you know it's that something you need critically for your survival, it doesn't matter how much it hurts. You are ready for that pain because you need the pain. It's children who cry, yeah, I'm fighting the doctor, I'm fighting the nurse because they don't understand that that pain is necessary for their survival. <laughs> when you don't know what your pain is for, that's when you throw tantrums about your pain. God, why am I going through all these things? When, you, when it hurts and you don't understand, you have to trust God. Trust God. The best way to handle crisis, the best way to handle your pain, the best way to handle your difficulties is not to find an answer, an explanation. Because sometimes it will not make sense. I heard a story of a certain man, a certain great Bible teacher, great, uh, preaches on radio and TV and travels all over. People, I mean, young man, very anointed, oh, great. And his wife, one day his wife was pregnant. And his wife was in labor. They went to the labor, they were in the hospital, the wife was in labor, and she pushed and pushed, and the baby was born, and something went wrong, and the baby died. And they were just told the baby couldn't make it. And they were heartbroken. They were sitting in the ward, heartbroken. But guess what? The next ward, they could hear some people 
rejoicing, swearing, cursing, drinking, partying. They were, they were unbelievers. They didn't care about God. They were messy. You can see there was a lot of mess and a lot of orgies going on celebrating. And those who do not love God, those who do not know God, they are celebrating their arrival and their healthy baby. And the ones who knew God were mourning the demise of a baby. How do you explain this? God, where are you? Eli, 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 how can I be giving my tithe and lose my job? Eli, Eli, how come my cousins are all getting married? My nephews and my nieces are all getting married. But my own daughter, my own son, nothing is working. How come the ones I've, I've taught to, to learn, I've taught them the subjects, they have passed well and have failed? Wow! Eli, Eli, la sabachthani. Or according to Mark, Eloi, Eloi, la sabachthani. My God! My God, why have thou forsaken me? Trust him. You will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts, because he trusts in you. When you trust in God in spite of what happens, God himself keeps you in a certain peace that is impeccable. Flawless peace. Your peace is not disabled. Your peace is not anemic. Your peace is not unstable. It's a solid peace that transcends human understanding. Solid peace. God will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Get your mind to stay on him and trust him. Trust him. Keep your mind on him. And he will keep you in perfect peace. I know life sometimes can have sharp turns that hurt. Sharp turns that don't make sense. But when it all does not make sense, there's one thing the believer can do. I trust you, Lord. He said, for he will keep Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3, that will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Trust, verse 4, trust in the Lord forever, for in, in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. You are not going down. Say, you are not going down. You are not going down. My brother, my sister, you are I'm prophesying to you. You are not going down. Your enemies will not rejoice over you. You are going to rise up. You will walk in your high places. You will walk in your high places. He will cause your feet. He will make your feet like hinds feet. And he will cause you to walk in your high places. You are not going down. You will be flying higher. If you believe it, shout, yes, Lord. You will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. I'll come back to that. But when you look at Psalm 25, verse 2, Psalm 25, verse 2, it says that, Oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemy triumph over me. Psalm 84, verse 12. 
Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusts in you. Ah, oh, okay. It's actually a route to blessings. It's a route. So it's not how things are working for you. It's how well you are trusting in God that determines the kind of blessings you walk in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God wants us to trust in him. Depend on him. Count on him. Psalm 56 says, whenever I'm afraid, uh, verse 3, I will trust in. Sometimes fear will surround you. Uncertainty will surround you. But he said, whenever I'm afraid, when it happens like that, I don't need an explanation. Because sometimes the explanation might not even help. Sometimes the explanation doesn't help. There are some believers, there are some believers or Christians whose job is to explain to people why they are going through what they go through. But sometimes the explanation doesn't uh, add up. Because if this is the reason why you are going through this, then this person should have gone through more of it because this person is a worse version of that. But sometimes it's, it's called life. Life, watch this, life will not always make sense. But if you keep your mind, if you let your mind stay on God and trust him, he will keep you in perfect peace. As for the Lord, Bible says, as for God, 18 verse 30, Psalm. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler to all those who trust in him. He, he's a buckler. He's your, he's your stay. He's your stay. He's your surety. He is the one who guarantees that your feet will not be swept off. <laughs> they can, if they like, let them pull the rug off your feet. Let them pull it, and yet you'll still be standing. Why? Because God is your stay. <laughs> God is, is your buckler. He's your, you know, when a shoe is properly buckled or when you sit, that's why when you sit in a plane or in a car, you have to buckle your, uh, put on your seatbelt. That's it's another way of buckling. Once you buckle it, once you are buckled in, it doesn't matter the turbulence, you will not fall off. It doesn't matter the, the, the shaking, shaking, you won't fall off. And Bible says that he, he, God is our buckler. He buckles you in life. Those who trust him. When you trust him, he, he buckles you. And that is what means you are blessed. In Psalm 1, blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. By delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his Lord does he do meditate day and night. He shall then be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in the season. His leaves shall also not wither. And what what's Whatever he doeth, I like that one. Whatever you do, whatever you do, whether it is, is the best job or not the best job, he said you will prosper. It will be well with you. you. God will supply enough for you. God will help for much to come to you. Whatever he doeth, he shall prosper. 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 Because he is, his delight is in the law of God. I'll come back to just comment on this and, uh, as we get nearer the close of the service. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, Paul talks about how we went through 
We've, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but what? But in God who raises the dead. Sister, brother, trust in God. Because some of the things that can come our way, or some of the things, don't wait for difficult times to come. Whether times are good, whether times are bad, whether times are harsh, whether times are smooth, trust God always. Let it be your your principle of life. I trust God. I believe God. I believe God. I trust God. I trust God. My confidence is in God. I trust God. My confidence is in God. I trust God. My confidence is in God. He says that God doesn't want us to trust in ourselves, but that so that we do not end up, we should not trust in ourselves. Don't trust too much yourself. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust yourself. Trust God. Trust God. And I see God taking you to another level. Now, in Psalm 84 verse 12, as we read, it says that blessed is he who trusts the Lord. When you trust God, you are just blessed. Blessed is the man that trusts, trusted in thee, in the Lord. Blessed is the one who trusted in thee. In fact, in Psalm 56 verse 4, he said, I put my trust in God. In God, in God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear. What, what can flesh do to me? I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. What, what, what can it do to me? I put my trust in God. In Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7, he said, Blessed is the man who trusts in God. Hey! So you see, some people think the blessing of God is just arbitrary, indiscriminate. It's just by chance. Listen, 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 listen. Blessings are not by chance. So blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord. Did you see that? Blessed is the man that whose hope the Lord is. God is your hope and you trust in him. That's where the blessings start from. Blessed is the man who trusted, who trusted in the Lord. Blessed is the man who trusted in the Lord. You trust. Give me New King James, please. Blessed, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. The Lord is in capitals. It's Adonai, the name of God. Adonai. Who trusts in the Lord. Adonai. Adonai. He who trusts in Jireh Adonai. Jehovah Adonai. You trust in him. You trust in him. He's the Lord. That means that he's the one in charge. It's not enough to have Jesus as your Savior, as I said the other time. It is imperative that you have him as your Lord. You are under his instructions and commands. Whether if it favors you or not, whether it seems favorable or not, you are under the instructions and the command of the Lord. Blessed you trust the Lord. Trust God. Don't be afraid. Trust God for this year. Trust God for your marriage. Trust God. Psalm 40 verse 4. Psalm 40 verse 4. Thank you, Jesus. He said, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Oh, okay. And does not respect the proud. Nor such as turn aside to lies. I can't be bothered about them. Now, the, the respect there is I don't give regard to whatever they've got to say. 
their negative opinions or their opinions don't matter. I've made up my mind. I will trust in God. The opinions of those who don't respect God, who are proud, who think I don't, I know what to do. I don't need God, and and uh, uh, who such as believe in lies. All the things they are chasing, the things they are following, you can tell it is not true. It's not true. It's different from what the Scripture is saying. It says that you you don't give regard to whatever they've got to say. Sometimes Satan will use even loved ones, loved ones' opinions to discourage you or divert you or distract you from trusting in the Lord. They'll tell you, you keep doing this, your Jesus, Jesus thing. You keep doing this, your Lord, Lord, Lord. You keep doing this, church, 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 church. If you haven't heard that, if you haven't heard that, I think you should keep pushing, push harder. Because you have to push so much that even people who call themselves believers about, around you will begin to say, this church, 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 church. It really exposes true believers, you know. When you are very passionate and determined to stick with God and do it God's way, some people who are not really true and genuine believers, like Uncle Tom, he will show up. He will say, listen, I've been in the decree in my church for many years, and I even do my normal duty. I go to work and come. I don't go to church every day because for God, he understands. So you should know how to this thing. You know, some things are important. Some things are important. If your family is having a party and everybody is drinking and messing up, family first. It doesn't matter. God understands. God understands. And when you look at this man's face telling you that they've been in church, you know how he has been messy in, with, in his marriage. He hasn't treated his wife. His wife is a very miserable woman because he's a very wicked man. And he's coming to advise you that he's a deacon in church. So people will tend to tell you, wait, hey, when it comes to God, don't do it too much. Don't do it too much. Don't follow God blindly. Keep your eyes open as you are following. If he's going somewhere you don't think it's good for you, let him go. You will not die. <laughs> Trust God and stay true to what you know the word of God is telling you. That's where I'm going. Trust God. Because when you trust God, you are blessed. Blessed is the man that trusts God. This season of fasting, this is the time to reinforce, reinforce your trust in God. Reinforce your trust. I know things have happened, but don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't go forward looking back. Let it be behind you and trust God. Trust God moving forward. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Psalm 34 verse 8. Oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. Kadaba Shadahaya. Oh, it said, taste and see. I don't have to tell you, you taste yourself. Taste and see. Someone doesn't have to taste for you. You yourself, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed, oh, again, blessed is the man who trusts in him. How do you taste God? Trust in him. And see, if you will not see his, the manifestation of his blessings in your life, in your health, in your marriage, trust in him. Pastor, you've said it now. I've been trying to trust him, but how do I trust him? Today, I'll give you one. How to trust God. How to trust in God. We, 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 we saw it right there. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Now, to trust in God, 
Bible says that blessed is the man that has not sit in the work, uh, work, um, work in the council of the godly, in the stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the sin of them. But his delight is in the word of the Lord. And watch this. In his Lord does he meditate day and night. Look at the next verse. For he shall be, he shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. Now, when he says he, he meditates on the word of God, within inherent in that statement, implied in that statement, look at me, implied in that statement is he doeth, he said, doer of the word. You, are, you meditate to let it manifest in your life. So now, I need you to understand this. Back to Isaiah, our text in Isaiah, where he says that, um, trust in, in the Lord. Verse 8, Isaiah 26, verse 8, it says that, Yea, in the way of thy judgment, O Lord, we have waited for thee. The desire of our soul is to, is to thy name and to the remembrance of thee. The remembrance of thee. Verse 9. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. So he said in the verse 8, in the way of your judgment, in other words, your laws, your laws, we are doing your ways. His delight is in the law of the law. Joshua, God told Joshua, be courageous, don't be afraid. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt, verse 8, thou shalt meditate upon it. Thou shalt, uh, thou, thou shalt meditate upon it day and night. Is that not what we read in Psalm? His, his delight is in the law, and in his words does he meditate day and night. Day and night. So God told Joshua, you should meditate day and night. And I told you, inherent and buried in that statement, meditating day and night, means that, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written in it. From then, from then, until that condition is fulfilled, forget about the, the, the blessings. Forget about the manifestation of the goodness of the power and the favor and the grace of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. And so if you, anyone who says, I trust in God, one of the clear signs to, uh, of trusting in God or one of the ways to trust in God is to obey his word. That's how you trust him. You see, trusting in God is not a matter of just emotions. I feel, I feel God is good. And the way you feel about God, most of us, it, our trust in God has to do with the way we feel about God. No, it's not just the way you feel about God. Today you feel so good. That's why most of us, our work with God is based on feelings which are generated by music. So when there's a certain song is sung, you feel good, you feel good. But afterwards, there's no obedience to his instructions. There's no, that means you are not trusting God. You're actually knowing what, you're not working with God. How do you trust God? What shows that you trust God is that, did God say this? I'll do it in spite of what, said, God is my refuge. I'll not fear what can man do. In him I put my trust. 
What can man do? You, I will obey him. I will obey him to the letter. I will obey him to the end. I will obey him through and through. Obeying God in, 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 in the book of Moses, in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, God told the people, Moses, in fact, people told Moses, please go and tell God that uh, he shouldn't speak to us. He should bring his law. And whatever, they said, whatever the Lord says, we will do. Yeah. They said, whatever the Lord says, we will do. They made a covenant with God. And they said, whatever the Lord says, we will do. If he says, we should, if whatever he commands us to do, we will do. Whatever he says. Exodus. Then all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. Ah, you obey me. That was what is called in Bible studies, the, the covenant of Sinai. They made a covenant with God. Watch this, I'm about to say something. Now, when God said, will you obey me? This is my law. Will you trust me? If you obey me, I want to come, watch this. I want to come into an agreement with you. I want to enter into a covenant with you. I want to enter into, as you may call it, a contract with you. But the contract is not going to be one-sided. I have my words. If you want to sign it, if you want to agree, if you agree with terms and conditions, and you want to apply your heart to it, then sign it. And the people said, yes, I do. Then, it, as it were, they entered into a marriage covenant with God. So from that time, God saw Israel as his counterpart. God saw Israel as it were. Israel became, as it were, the wife of God. They were in marriage with God. And when you are in marriage with God, you don't cheat on your husband God. How do you keep your marriage? How do you keep your marriage vows faithful? By obeying whatever God says. And so God told them in Leviticus chapter 26, verse 14, verse 15, verse 16, verse 17, verse 18. But if you do not obey me and do not observe all these commandments, this God talking of, he expected them to obey him. And he said, if you don't obey me and and keep all these my commandments, verse 15, let's go. And if you despise my statutes, or if, you, if your soul abhors my judgment, so that you do not perform all my commandments and break my covenant, it's a covenant of marriage, and you break it, it's an agreement. If you break it, I also will do this to you. I will even appoint terror over you. Wasting disease and fever, which shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart. And you shall sow your seed in vain. Your enemy shall, shall eat it. <laughs> now, let me just make this point and then as I get ready to run up. I'm talking about signs of trust, trusting God. You obey his word. You obey his instructions. Because if God wants to bless you, he will give you instructions and directions. The blessing of God are not arbitrary. Please listen to this. There are people who suppose that God is only one-sided. God is only just nicey, nicey, nicey. Blessing, blessing, blessing. Love, 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 love. God loves me. God, God loves me. Listen. God, watch this. God 
The God who loves is the also the God who hates. God hates sins. And I hate the wicked. I mean God. I hate, I abhor the wicked. So the God who loves is also the God who hates. Don't let us only relate with, to God one, in, a, in a one-sided fashion. Other than that, we will be having challenges and problems in our lives. That we, 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 why is this? God, and we'll be expecting some things from God whilst, it, whilst whatever we are expecting will never happen because we are not fulfilling our part of the deal. Oh, but Jesus has fulfilled it all. You must follow the directives of Jesus if he's your Lord. He came to fulfill it for us because there's no way we can fulfill it Perfectly. So he fulfilled it for us and he gave us directions that love me, walk with me, obey my word. Obey my word. Jesus said, anyone who hears my words and puts them into action is like the wise man who builds his house, digs and builds it on the rock. Hearing and obeying. Hearing and obeying. Obeying God. It's a sign that you trust God. Why would you trust a God you can't obey? Let's continue on that text, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 17. It says, I will set my face again. Can you imagine? Ah, but is it not a good God? He is. This part of his goodness now. He said, I will set my face against you, and you shall be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you shall reign over you. Hey, shall reign over you. And you shall flee when no one pursues <laughs> Because they were in covenant with God and they broke it. But guess what? When they walk in obedience, it says, all these blessings shall come. Let's finish verse 18. Then we can go somewhere else. Verse 18. And after, after all this, if you do not obey me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. <laughs> God called them into a covenant and God committed himself to what he would do for them. Now, from Genesis, we can see that God is a God of love and a God who, a God who loves and God who hates. At the same time, we can also see that God is a God who blesses and he curses. God blesses and he curses. God blessed Genesis chapter 1. Bible says that, and God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Genesis chapter 1 is there. God blessed them, verse 28. God blessed them. And then in Genesis chapter 3, not too many chapters after, just two chapters after from verse 15, 16, God started raining curses. God was the first to curse in the Bible. Why? Because he's a God who blesses and a God who curses. It said to the enemy, because you have done this, cursed are you among the beasts. Because you have done this, you are cursed. God cursed and God blesses. So God curses and God blesses. I see you attracting blessing in the name of Jesus. I see you attracting blessings in the name of Jesus. So he is a God who blesses and a God who curses. He is a God who loves and a God who hates. God who uh, 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 protects 
and a God who withdraws his covering based on how we relate with him. And when you read Genesis, right from Genesis, God is not only the God of the Jews, you know. He's also the God, Bible says, the God of all flesh. The God who created everybody. So right from Genesis, he blessed all humanity. And then man became very polluted, as we saw in Noah. The story of Noah is a very serious thing. Do you know what, what one of the things we learned from the story of Noah? One, one, besides baptism and all that, one of the things we learned from the story of Noah about God, the character of God, is that God loves righteousness more than people. I want to wait for it to sink in. <laughs> God loves righteousness more than people. Can I say it again? God loves righteousness more than people. Look at Noah's flood. Do you know why he wiped out all those people? Because only Noah was righteous. All the rest, so he said, Noah, I'll keep you. And I'll wipe all these ones that are not righteous. God loves righteousness more than people. If you do not understand this, or if you don't accept this, you will never understand the cross. If you don't understand, the reason why God vented his anger and judgment on Christ on the cross is because of his hatred for sin. And he, because he's holy. A holy God must hate sin. Yes. God is so righteous that he cannot bring himself to forgive sins unless it is paid for. Can I say that again? God is so righteous, he cannot bring himself to forgive sins unless it is paid for. That explains the cross. So that you and I can be forgiven. Hallelujah! <laughs> it, will be, it will be so wrong for God to forgive sins unless it is paid for. Why? Because he's a holy God. He's a righteous God. That will not be justice. He's a just God. He has to. And so, when you look very carefully, so why did he choose the people of Israel? He chose people, man became so proud, and then the Tower of Babel, and then God called Abraham. And from Abraham, because everybody has gone away from his laws, and he chose Abraham and formed a people, and he began to give them his word. And then so, all the people who were living on the earth, it was those people who were walking with God's word, obeying God's word. And then because of that, guess what? God was in covenant with them, and God was blessing them. God was blessing them. God was blessing them. God was blessing them. And in these times, Bible says, he cause all men to repent. As we repent and tend to him, guess what? As we repent and tend to him and obey his word, we open up ourselves for the blessing that God has pronounced upon humanity, but much of which hasn't uh, manifested in your life. It has to begin to manifest in your life. You are blessed as you trust in God. You are blessed as you trust in God. So that is why I said, blessed is the man that trusts the Lord. What does it mean? Blessed is the man who puts God's word into practice, determined to obey God's word. So, pastor, are you saying we should obey it perfectly? As much as Christ gives you the grace and you have the grace, put it in your heart. That Lord, we read it in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 8. He said, Yea, in the way of thy judgment, O Lord, have we waited for thee. The desire of our soul is to thy name 
and to the remembrance of thee. Verse 9, with my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee. I'm doing this thing from my spirit. It's genuine. It's deep from deep. It's not just surface. It's not just on the surface. With my spirit within me will I seek thee early. Early for when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. And so I'm going to seek you. How do I seek you? By looking at what you have said and walking accordingly. I'm walking accordingly. That is the man who trusts the Lord. And Bible says that blessed is he who trusts in God. My brother, tonight as we are entering a season of a change of story, my challenge to you. Trust God. How do I trust God? Obey what you know he's telling you. Just obey. Just obey. Walk in obedience. Walk in obedience. Blessings of God are not indiscriminate, are not haphazard. It's not just by chance. Bless the blessings of God are targeted, are triggered. You can trigger the blessing. You can trigger the blessing. You can provoke a blessing to come on your life, on your health, on your ministry, on your family, on your career, on your relationship, in the name of Jesus, and on your marriage. And I see the blessing of God coming upon you. I see the blessing of God coming upon you. As you trust God by obeying his word, by walking in his word, by take, doing what you know God is telling you to do. It, listen, brothers and sisters, it doesn't have to be something so big, something so grand. It just has to be something so hearty. You know, this, it might be something little. You, you know, God told you that just don't say it. You're about to say something to somebody or you were very upset. And you just knew the Spirit of God is telling you, don't say it. Why don't you practice obedience from that level? Don't wait. Then some people say, let's go and rob the bank. And then you are thinking, should I do it or not? Or let me obey God. No, don't wait for that because that, 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 that doesn't just happen. Okay? But the little ones, the little obedience. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Karis Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.